Welcome to the Being Reborn podcast. I am your host, Vanessa Bignati. Think of this podcast as your dose of inspiration to step into your higher self because it is time to live your full alignment and I am here to guide you. Thank you so much for being here today. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two, part two. On the last episode, I talked about why I chose the name Being Reborn. And this is all about the death and rebirth of ourselves that we go through over and over again in this lifetime. The lessons we learn, the layers we shed, the evolution of ourselves, the coming back to our souls, and the journey of walking each other home, as Ram Dass says. So while I've had many death and rebirths in this human existence, two of them stick out to me the most and were the most challenging to go through and quite frankly, the biggest. So one of them was my health. Since I was young, I have always dealt with health challenges. I had constant strep throat from literally an infant. I had ADHD, insomnia, joint pain, emotional and mental health issues. And in college, I had a terrible time with mono and pneumonia to the point where I almost failed out of a whole semester. After college, I moved to Boston without a job. I was sleeping on someone's couch for three months and I was partying so hard. I was meeting new people. I was literally taking advantage of what Boston had to offer me. But I was also extremely stressed out. I was living in a chronic state of fight or flight. And then I signed an apartment without a job. <laughs> so let me say, girl was stressing, okay? So this major stress event triggered everything that was lying dormant in my system. All of that stress for three months straight. So I got a big girl job at a corporate engineering firm. I was so excited. On my first day, the whole left side of my body went numb. Like my face, my tongue, my, my neck, my arm, my left arm, down to my leg, my toes. I couldn't feel anything. So of course I panicked. You know, I was dizzy. My heart rate was through the roof. I was having heart palpitations. I remember I was in a meeting on my first day thinking I was having a heart attack. I was like, I'm going to die right here on my first day of work. Anyways, I mentioned to someone that I wasn't feeling well and... They were quite concerned and I ended up going to the ER on my first day of work. And you know what they told me at the ER? It was anxiety. So I followed up with my GP at the time who also said it was just anxiety. And for the next years, I played this game of having more symptoms, but the doctors were just telling me it was anxiety and putting me on higher doses of anxiety medication. And let me tell you, it was not working. So during that year, my health got worse and I didn't know what was going on. I was in and out of the ER, changing doctors, running every test that I could get my hands on with my doctor. Mind you, I was 23 years old. I was way too young to be going through all of this. Like so many people who are chronically ill these days, I want to just validate that. So I was lucky enough to have a friend ask me if I thought it could be Lyme disease. 
Now, at this time, 10 years ago, Lyme disease was very controversial. A lot of doctors did not believe in it, you know, and I was seeing the best doctors in Boston. I was literally at Mass General Hospital. Yes, I'm going to throw them under the bus. And they told me that there was no way what I was dealing with was Lyme disease and that it was all in my head. Now, I grew up in Connecticut, near Lyme, Connecticut. I also grew up in the woods and I grew up in New England in the United States of America. So yeah, there was a very good chance that this could have been it. Anyways, I was finally diagnosed with many labels after taking lots of time to get diagnosed. I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, specifically neurological Lyme. I had Bartonella, Babesia, POTS, EBV, SIBO, leaky gut, anxiety, depression, chronic fatigue, chronic pain, and parasites. I also dealt with mold. So yeah, that was fun. You know, and I was so naive at the time. You know, I walked in there, finally got diagnosed with everything, and the the doctor was like, okay, so we're going to put you on this treatment and we're going to get you better. And at the time I was like, okay, great. I'm just going to take a few pills. I'm going to be better in about a month and then I'll be on my way to living my life again. And I was completely wrong that like I couldn't, I look back and I'm shocked that I thought it was going to be a month until I recovered because it took me three to four years. (laughs) So I was in for a very rude wake-up call. That's right, three to four years. So let's just say I was going through a massive rebirth, which is, I honestly still believe is an understatement at this point. Okay, so I was put on treatment, a really aggressive treatment of pharmaceutical drugs that made me sicker than I already was. Um, But I did start seeking help from many, many healers. So I was seeing doctors, naturopaths, nutritionists, coaches, alternative medicine practitioners, trauma-informed coaches, the list goes on. So at my worst, I was taking 52 pills a day. So this included my treatment and the supplements I was on. 52 pills. Do you know how hard it is to swallow 52 pills in one day? It got to the point where I could literally take three to five pills and swallow it at one time because I was like, I just got to get these down. (laughs) Anyway, so my symptoms were honestly very debilitating. I was walking with a cane at 23 years old. I could no longer drive my car. I could barely make it to work. So I was working about five hours a day, working from home before it was even a thing. Um... I was in excruciating pain. Like the thing that comes to mind when I think about the pain I was in was is the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. I felt like the Tin Man that needed to be oiled and I needed to be oiled every second of the day. So every weekend, my parents would take care of me until I started getting a bit better. You know, my mom would help me meal prep. They would take care of me. They would make my meals. And then as I slowly was getting better, you know, it was still very challenging. My brother, who also lived in Boston at the time, helped take care of me. He helped me meal prep. He helped. He just helped me in many ways. And I'm so grateful for my parents and my brother because they truly were my rocks at this time. My brother used to put that song fight song on and make me sing it with him so that I wouldn't give up 
and oh gosh, that just really touched my heart. Um, anyways, so I had over 50 symptoms that I was dealing with from numbness to heart palpitations to the pain. Um, I'm going to post all of my symptoms in the show notes below because there's just too many to name right here. So it was eight months before I started noticing any improvement in my symptoms. So that means I was on treatment for eight months before I started seeing any improvements. And the thing I learned was healing is not linear. There are many, many ups and downs along this journey. And at the five month mark, I was really wanting to give up. I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I told myself I was going to give myself three more, three more months of effort and then I would give up. And luckily I started to see it a difference in those three months because of all the work that I was putting in. And then I made it my goal to be symptom free. Every single doctor that I saw told me that there was no way I would completely heal from this. They told me it was something that I was going to have to maintain for life. Even if I got it into remission, that I would always have to make sure I didn't relapse, that the rate of relapse was high, and that I would still have to maintain symptoms. I'm excited to share that today I am completely symptom-free. I made it my goal. I did not believe them. I literally wired it into my subconscious mind that I would be symptom-free one day, and I did not listen to what these doctors had to say. So I like to say I reversed the irreversible. Okay, so just to go back a little bit. So I ended up being on, let's see, I was on treatment, a specific treatment for about five or six months. That treatment was, oh my gosh, it was terrible. It made me so sick. It left my stomach so raw to the point I dropped 20 pounds. My symptoms were even worse. I could barely walk. I was bedridden most days and I decided to switch doctors. I ended up switching to a different doctor who was like, oh my God, that treatment was way too aggressive and put me on something much gentler. Now, at that time that I switched doctors for then as well, I started to make other changes as well. So I started changing my diet, getting on the right herbs and supplements, cleaning up all my products, prioritizing detoxing properly. I started focusing on my mindset and brain retraining, which is not a phrase that was used 10 years ago, but that's essentially what I was doing. I started working on nervous system regulation. Um, I'm going to put a more of this info in the show notes as well. There's just way too much to name. So anyways, continuing on, I really had to get myself out of this victim mentality. I was in such a dark place and I needed to shift that. I needed to go from being the victim to the victor. And when I did, when I decided like, no, I'm putting my all into this. I'm going to have gratitude for what I do have rather than what I'm lacking. I started to to see shifts. And this is why I believe in the universal law of energy. So I completely changed my diet. My nutritionist to this day, I'm sure, laughs about me because my family of, is of American Italian descent. So I walked in there and I was like, I am not giving up bread. I am not giving up cheese and I am not giving up pasta. And she was like, oh my God, I have my hands full. <laughs> 
Anyways, she did convince me to give up the gluten and the dairy, and honestly, it was the best thing I did for myself. I'm not even joking when I say the first week I gave up gluten and dairy, I did not need my cane, and my pain markers were so low. Anyways, I completely changed everything about my diet. So I tried every single diet under the sun, let me tell you. So I went paleo, I did the elimination diet, I did the FODMAP diet, I did the candida diet, I went keto for a while. Oh, the list goes on and on. But the thing that worked best for me was going plant-based, whole foods and plant-based. At the time, I was still eating meat. So when I say plant-based, I meant I just cut out all the processed crap. I really just fed my body whole foods straight from the earth and very clean cuts of meat so i also came off all pharmaceuticals so i at the time i was working with a doctor so i stayed on antibiotic treatment for a year which is insane now that i look back on it like no wonder my stomach was so messed up not to mention my liver but yeah it was a very long time um i ended up going a more herbal route after the the antibiotics. So I gave up all pharmaceuticals. So that included this antibiotic treatment. I got off birth control. I weaned myself off of Xanax and I switched to everything solely holistic, supplements, herbs, remedies. Everything was holistic. I literally have not taken an Advil in about 10 years. (laughs) I gave up drinking. I mean, I gave up drinking when I first got sick, but I was like, I'm never doing this again. I researched everything. I literally overhauled my entire life, but I also lost so much. And I, I want to validate that because so many people who do go through chronic illness lose a lot. That's not to say that you don't gain more amazing things because you do, but it is the hardest part. I lost friends. I lost family. I lost my life. I lost who I was. Everything that was no longer fitting into the version of me, the healed version of me, had to go. And it was heartbreaking. It was honestly devastating. I spent nights crying and crying, not wanting to go through what I was going through anymore, wanting to give up. It was the hardest four years of my life, and it left me broken. I resonate as being in the void then, you know, I was going through the dark night of the soul, or if you listen to my first episode, I was in the chrysalis phase. I was no longer that caterpillar, but I was no longer, I was not yet the butterfly. So I was in that chrysalis form rebuilding. And that was the only thing that was left to do from there was a rebuild. So as I was healing, I also use this as a big opportunity to do the inner work because I believe that healing is mind, body, and soul. So while I was working on my physical healing, I started addressing my emotional healing too. I mean, I really didn't have a choice. There was not much else to do when I was that sick and I was trying to rebuild myself and heal completely and doing the inner work was part of this. I needed to look at all parts of myself that hurt and that were wounded And I worked on healing my emotional traumas from my past, diving deeper and deeper into myself. And honestly, it was so painful and so uncomfortable, but it was so worth it. So as I worked through this more and more, and as 
as these four years progressed, I started to get clear on who I wanted to become, who I wanted to be on the other side of this healing, like what my desires were and how I was going to get there, right? So I was nearing the end of this chrysalis phase of, of deciding like, okay, once I'm out of this phase, this is who I want to become. So yeah, I literally set that goal of becoming symptom-free and nothing was going to stop me. And during this time was also when it was very clear what my purpose was in life. I wanted to help others because I never wanted anyone to experience what I went through alone, let alone experience it, right? I never would wish anybody to be as sick as I was. But I also didn't want anybody to ever go through this alone because I felt so lonely on my journey. But even though I felt very lonely on this journey, it brought me back to myself. So if you are someone going through this right now, I am sending you love. I am praying for your healing and I see you. It is hard, but I want you to, I want to remind you, you are fully capable of doing hard things and fully capable of healing. I can look back now and be grateful for that experience. I never want to go through it again. But I can also see that it has led me to the person I am today. And that I am forever grateful for. I do not look at life the same way I did. Because life is so precious and it's so important to live in the now and to live in the present moment and to be grateful for being alive. I will forever be grateful for that. Especially now that I am healthy and I am healed for over five years. Not a day goes by that I don't remember walking with a cane and not wanting to do it anymore. So now I can look at life so differently. So I can continue to dive into this more and more and give you so many details on my whole experience, but I think that this gives a pretty good picture of what I went through. So if you didn't know, I am now a holistic health and wellness coach, a neurolinguistic programming practitioner, a Reiki practitioner, and a hypnotherapist who helps people heal from neurological symptoms through nutrition, lifestyle, and nervous system regulation. And I also do spiritual coaching. So if you or anyone is struggling with neurological symptoms and is looking for guidance, I am here to support you. My website is in the show notes and I offer private coaching sessions or I offer a membership. So please note that if you are struggling, healing is possible, but it is important that you believe in your healing and that you do not give up. You can do hard things and you can get through this. Know that there is life after illness I can say this confidently at this point in my journey. So follow me on Instagram for more. I posted a lot about my healing story and tips for healing. So that is linked below. And feel free to reach out to me if you are struggling. I do understand this journey and I see you. So lots of love and hope you have a great holiday.